You're listening to the Birdie Dad podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. Hey, and welcome back to the show. I'm Jared, along with Brian and Trevor. How are you guys this week? Good, good. I listened to the episode last week. It's good. It was a good one. Thanks for giving me a shout out, by the way. Man, Trevor, you sound rested. <laughs> yeah, sound a little like bit rested, actually. Yeah, no, I feel good. feel great. Yeah, we awesome. missed you, Trevor. You were off on running around in Hawaii golfing, I was glad to see. Yeah, I got one round in by myself or with my wife on the front nine, and then uh, she bailed on the back to be with the kids, and then I, I, I had to see it through because I was, I think, three over on the front, so I had to see what would happen. Was there any discussion on who would go then after nine to go get the kids? Was it- no, no. I had to stretch her out to get to even nine. And so she was, luckily the course that we, the hole number 10 was right across from the parking lot of the hotel. So she was able to just walk right back to the hotel. So it was good. No golf cart ride back to the hotel? I mean. Uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Halfway there. Trevor, you are the star of the show today. Uh, Brian was last week. We broke down Brian's stats with Amiibo. This mm-hmm. is your week. You're, you're okay. on the spotlight. Yeah, I was off last week, so it's time to work. Yeah, this episode's going to focus on the secrets to breaking 80. You guys have both done it. Brian's done it. Trevor, you've done it, like, what, three times now in the past two months? So yep. we want to get into that. Brian's done it. I have not broken 80, so I'm just listening to you guys. You guys are the experts. But before we get into that, I was watching tonight the match part four. Did you guys catch any of the match? I did. I did. I was actually, I had my computer screen watching it while I was quote unquote working. It was uh, (laughs) pretty entertaining though. So I love the mics on the players. It's awesome. I didn't get to see any of it. Um, I was quote unquote working, actual working, I guess. Uh, (laughs) And I didn't get to see it. So. Fill me you in. were actually working. Were you working, working or working dad, dad working? Uh, working, working. Yeah. Okay. So, real work. Real no, work. no way to well, watch. Yep. Yeah. The quick takeaways of the match this year we had, well, it was Phil with Tom Brady. So Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, and then Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers were teammates. So Brian, what were your quick takeaways from the match? Um, I thought it was interesting to see the course. Like that course is gorgeous. And I got to be honest, I, I looked up um, the reserve. Uh, what is it? The I can't even say the name. It's like Moon Moonlight Shine. Basin. Moonlight, Moonlight Basin. Basin. There it is. Yeah. yeah, the reserve Moonlight Basin. I looked it up and I was like, okay, private course. And then um, all of a sudden the website just like came to a crashing halt so slow. I think so many people were on that website trying to book trips there because you can go play that course if you stay in the resort area, in one of the houses there. So um, It's so private. You got kicked off the website? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he wanted a credit card just to get to the website. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had to put down a deposit right away. So um, anyways, I think I found our next golf trip, guys. I think we can do it. Um, I think we've got to head out there. Montana, Big Sky, Montana. It was just gorgeous, man. It was amazing. It was epic. It, it looked really cool. I looked it up. I had to look up the elevation too because I think Aaron Rodgers hit a bomb. I know it was downhill, but it went 438 yards. <laughs> that <Yeah>. was... <laughs> an absolute rope that he hit. So I had to look it up and it sits at what, 7,500 elevation. So you get, Mm -hmm. it was crazy to see on that course, how high the tee boxes were and how much downhill slope there was to some of those off the, off the tees. Yeah. And that, that hole, I think it was the eighth hole. So we were talking about, it's like a 700 yard par five. 
and it's downhill at elevation. And I think that uh, DeChambeau and Phil were trying to go for like f- over 500 yard drive off of that yep. thing. Bryson hit 480. It's what his <laughs> finished at <laughs> 480. <laughs> oh, yeah, so. that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, so Trevor, you didn't see it, but my quick takeaways I had, uh, first of all, Aaron Rodgers surprised the heck out of me, uh, especially on the green. He knocked down some really solid putts. I mean, they weren't like 25-footers, but they were clutch putts for, what, what, just 10, 12 feet at least on some of those. And Watching them? Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. um, it was, it was the pressure. I mean, I, I would have pulled on the pressure and I would have hit it 12 feet by, but yeah, he was, he was hitting them. He was good, but he, he was, said that. You know, after the round, he was like, hey, I just talked to Bryce and he said, don't give me those 60-yard shots. Just get me on the green <laughs> and then I'll take care of the rest. So, he was pretty confident in his putter. He was, he, it showed. Yeah, and Bryson's short game was actually very on point for a lot of that. But um, both quarterbacks made me feel incredibly human out there. I mean, Tom Brady sprayed quite a few out into the rough. So did Aaron Rodgers. They were both spraying it. And uh, it made me feel like, okay, you know, these guys are professional athletes and they were great. I mean, they were hitting some incredible shots too, but um, definitely felt right at home with, with some of the lies they were hitting. I uh, guess you see him, you see him trekking through the woods, trying to find their ball. Yeah, that, that's that, what made me excited. I, I saw, I saw Bryson DeChambeau <laughs> up on a hill with the ball under his feet with the ball just kind of buried in the rough. And I was like, this makes me feel good. Let's see how you do yeah. <laughs> where I'm usually at. That sounds familiar. That's a familiar yeah, shot. Exactly. So I what, you're going to talk about. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, go, don't give me a spoiler. I guess spoilers will come out because this will come out Thursday. But like, what was the match like? Did, was it close all the way through or did somebody uh, win it outright? I mean, pretty easily. I, I say for the front nine, it was close. So it was tied through the two nine holes. And then... Um, yeah, Bryson and Aaron just kind of took over. They were mm-hmm. just playing well. Yeah. I like this so much more. I was just talking about like how more guys with with notoriety, more celebrities are doing these kind of events. You know, I think of the Floyd Mayweather, you know, Paul fight, which was totally, you know, fake fight to me. And those guys get paid. Whereas this event to me feels at least more real. Like Brian was saying, I love the insight that these guys were talking about. Like you could hear them mic'd up. And so to hear Phil talking through shots with Tom Brady was excellent to me. You know, and they're, he's talking about what strategy, how they're going to approach that green. Um, when he's looking in that greens book and he's they're they're previewing and looking at, okay, where is this thing going to roll when we're up there and then playing their shot backwards. So I get so much more out of this event than those fake fights and those money grabs. Yeah, I would agree. Just, just watching the guys. I mean, we're fans of golf. I mean, I'm a, I'm more of a fan of golf than I am of fighting. But, um, yeah, just, just listening to him um, talk to the shot. And Phil would stop Bryson every once in a while and be like, all right, scientist, <laughs> tell us yeah. what's going through your head. And he would break it down and he'd be like, you know, going through his the wind direction and all this kind of stuff. And that's a different level of contemplation than I go through on my typical round. Like, I don't think about the all that stuff. I just kind of say, eh, it's blowing a little bit hard. So I might want to hit a little bit more right, but they, they've got it down to a degree that I don't know if I'll ever get to, but yeah, it was fun to hear them do that. And it was fun to see them line up putts for on the greens for the quarterbacks, you know, like both of them were out there being like, Oh no, hit it way out here and hit it halfway to the hole. And I was like, that's Mm -hmm. perfect. Like that's, that's what a caddy would tell you out on the course. And so, yeah, it's, it's awesome. 
I think it shows for those guys. If anyone ever wondered like how much the caddies guide these players, I think it really strikes that out, right? Like these players know those greens and they know exactly how they want to shape, move that ball, where they want to put it, where they want the ball to break and stop. I mean, some guys think that they, I mean, there was so much work around Bryson this week, losing his caddy and what that would do. Bryson's out there analyzing every shot. He's breaking it down. That's a big hit, but still, like you're saying, Brian, they were just, they were working through every putt. They were lining it up. I think on one time I saw Phil like go over to Tom and he's like, I'm going to line this ball. I'm going to put your line exactly facing where you're going to hit it. And he's like, this is where, <laughs> yeah. and just you're going to hit it, hit it straight to this point. And that was just great, man. I loved it. Um, I like during, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald gets a, a bonus, you know, kudos for excellent commentating. And Charles is always Charles, which is hilarious. Um, what was the format <laughs> of this match? Was it two-man best ball? What was it? Four, four ball? What was it? Mod- modified uh, alternate shot. So everybody teed off. Um, you took the best drive and then alternate shot from there. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's some strategy there. You know, when those guys, those saying. quarterbacks aren't playing their normal, aren't playing the pros' normal shots, then they have to hit different clubs, different shots that they're not used to. That's that's entertainment right there. Well, and they were making it up that the quarterbacks were hitting a lot more fairways, but we all know we just the three of us just played in a tournament recently. When your partner's on the fairway, you know, there's a little bit more like I'm going to rip this because yeah. this is going to be fun. So they, they'd hit it out in the rough, and they'd just be like, "Ah, forget it," you know, <laughs> you know, it's gone. Whatever, we're in the fairway. Um, and like Brian said, the alternating shots—that's where I saw you know Brady and Rogers both put them into the weeds because there's no pro to lean on. This is your shot that has to play yep. now. And so mm-hmm. they put it put it out into the weeds, and now they have to play that. Um, so that was that was cool. The format was good. They did do the one club challenge, which I thought was fun. <laughs> For one hole, one they hole, did the one, one club, club challenge. challenge. Yeah, yeah and, and and they actually said like Phil was like, oh, I kind of like this. This is a fun challenge. It's hard because yeah, you got to stick with the same club the whole time. Did they pick their own club, or did the opponents pick the club for them? I it was can't a remember. random draw. It was a random draw. Random draw. Clubs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think like um, there was a three wood, a seven iron. I can't remember if it was a four iron or, um, you know, pitching wedge, I think were the four clubs. And so, you know, mm. Bryson got the pitching wedge. It's a great moment. He gets the pitching wedge and he's up on the tee and they, you can kind of hear Tom Brady just say, I just want to see how far he's going to hit this thing. Like, totally, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just absolutely crush that pitching wedge and see what happens. Yeah, that's and, awesome. and and that's the that's the same hole in that challenge. That that's where Bryson was up into the hill, into the weeds with the ball under his feet, trying to chip it onto the green with a pitching wedge. Um, and it was just it was incredible to watch because <laughs> you could tell he was nervous about the shot. And I was like, "Welcome to our golf game, Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> this is what yep. we deal with every time we go out." I also yeah. had that moment where Bryson was trucking around looking for, I think it was Aaron's tee shot. And he's like looking around and they're like, oh, watch out for bears. And I had that moment like, that's <laughs> me, not bears. I'm usually looking out for snakes, but it's like, <laughs> I'm trekking through these tall weeds looking for my ball. And just like he was doing, that was a great moment. Yeah. Yeah. He he tried to say that he would fight the bear. I don't think that's happening, Jared. <laughs> I know you love no. him, but I don't think he's doing anything to that bear. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's got a great event leading up to the Tahoe Celebrity Golf Tournament, which I also always look forward to. That's right in my area. I wish I could go there this year, but won't be making it. So, be looking forward to some... Charles was was ready. He was talking about betting on himself to get in the top 70. So, we'll see. That's bold, Charles. 
Good luck, There's Chuck. only 80 players. <laughs> <There's> only, <yeah. laughs> okay. Just can't be yeah, last. It's not a full field. All right. Well, watching that, so getting to this episode, uh, those guys, Tom and Aaron, always looking at trying to, you know, break 80. And, and I could tell, you know, they, they probably can, but they also have to work for it. So we're going to get into this, Trevor, now. Trevor, Brian, both. The secrets. Trevor, tell us about your most recent round because you did break 80. That's what brought up this episode. What did it take to get underneath 80 and score in the 70s for an, a mid to high handicapper? Well, let's say that average golfer, what would it take? I think, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, it's sometimes it's just sheer luck, right? Dumb luck, you know, you hit the right cart path, it bounces in the fairway when it would be OB. But um, for me, it's it was uh, the driving range I practiced at, they put out these little hoops uh, with nets in them that are probably about four feet in diameter. And they put them out in different distances, 30, maybe 50, 70, and like 90. And I just have spent a lot of time trying to put a stupid golf ball in one of those hoops. And mm. my daughter was getting lessons with a group for like 45 minutes. And I tried to hit the 50 yard one the whole time she was there. And I hit it once, um, <laughs> while she was there. And, I, but I was so close to, you know, and I just, I, I, that's what I do. I just, for the last, like, I don't know, three or four weeks, I've been going to the range, trying to hit that less than a hundred yard shot. And I think that's translated a bit, a little bit to my game and maybe kind of gave, put me over the edge because, how many of us as 15 handicappers, you know, don't hit that seven iron into the, into the green. We, we top it and it's, you know, 40 yards short and we're trying to scramble. Right. And so I do that a lot, you know, I'm, I'm not a pro by any means. So I think that intermediate shot that less than 70 or 80 yard shot has kind of helped me a bit to kind of scramble and, and save face a little bit and avoid the triples and put them into a bogey instead. So I saw that a fair amount with my under 80 round. Uh, that's there's no doubt about that and then um i hit a lot of greens and regulation you know we talk about us as average golfers not hitting greens and regulation that front nine i hit the first seven greens in regulation so i was i apart everything nice. i was i part everything but i i didn't drop a putt but that's because i'm i realized i'm not a good putter <laughs> like uh <laughs> Pellegrini said yeah. you know because yeah. um, i'm actually hitting the greens and now i'm 50 feet away rather than chipping on you know and 10 feet away so um, that day I was able to make a lot of two putts and that was a big saver too. Okay. I got, I got two questions for you. One is when you were hitting a lot of greens from regulation, do you know what was your distance you were hitting in? What, what did you find? Was there a kind of a consistency where you were around 150 or you think you're less than 150? Yeah. So that's kind of the other part to this, um, I guess, uh, question that you have is I, I kind of had to swallow my pride. I was on vacation, so I wasn't going to play the tips at 7,000, right? You know, I played the whites at 6,100. So that's another thing. So for the distance that I was playing, I had a lot of shots that were approaches that were less than a hundred, you know? So that's where it comes from, you know, having your wedge in your hand, trying to hit the green. And I did. So a lot of those par fours were like three, 390, you know? 370 you know 340 so you've got you know 100 or less in if you're hitting a decent, a decent drive and so that's kind of where i was able to hit greens you still got to hit it off the tee pretty well like you're not hitting it at ob you're not getting it behind a tree so yeah um, to get those 100 yard shots so i would say trevor you know yeah vacation play the whites have yourself a day good work that's that's a good choice like like no yeah. pride lost there man yeah. <laughs> don't worry about that and still the par is still the par man like you still got to shoot par on that 
from yeah. that distance. So good work, man. Yeah, I, I it's something definitely that I've never shot a seventy two before. I, it's my lowest seventy five, and that was at sixty sixty five hundred. Um, and then I shot seventy two this last trip. Uh, it was sixty one hundred, but a par seventy. So, two so what off would you goal. say? For you, your experience, the difference between a 7,000 foot or yard course versus a 6,000 yard course, is it the par threes, is it par fives? Like what's the biggest difference there? I, I mean, I think it's your top four handicap par fours, right? You know, uh, distance wise, you've got the, you know, the 450 or the 460 par four, whereas you're playing 6,100, that's probably a 390. So it saves you, you know four or five clubs i would say on your second shot so that's the biggest thing and then you know i think the other thing is it 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 forces you into hitting three wood or less off the tee sometimes because some of these these courses have a little dog leg to them and if you're already teed up front and you know you're going to go through the fairway well then you're hitting an easier shot at three three wood which leaves you you know 80 90 out but you're in the fairway Whereas if you were trying to hit driver from five, 50 to 60 yards back, you might be in the rough with no angle trying to scramble. So I think that was the biggest thing for me playing those resort courses. And this course that I was playing, I mean, it's a resort course. Everybody, they want people to come back, right? They want you to throw your money back <laughs> at them. So they've got everything groomed. I mean, yeah. you know, the fairway is just like the rough, you know, it's not the much longer in the rough, you know. So it's, it's, it's not the toughest 72 I think I've ever, you know whatever shoot so okay so you're hitting your 50 yard hoop target my other question for you is what club are you using to hit that 50 yard shot uh that's a 60 so that's the other thing you know we talked about earlier in some of these episodes about finding the rule of 12 i think you had for us jared right mm-hmm. yeah um i was just reading something the other day where pro i can't remember who it was but they just said i i really only looked at two clubs you know 70 yards in i'm not trying to like master eight different clubs you know i'm just trying to master two brian said that as well a little while back so um you know that's kind of it i just have the 60 yard in i know i have two shots one where i'm like 30 yards off and i'm trying to pitch it up i don't try a flop with it at all you know um and then i've got the full the full swing and and 75 um, percent swing so i'm just trying to master one club maybe in my 56 if i'm getting crazy out of a bunker you know that sort of thing that's awesome yeah we talked about that last week with the mevo on like my goals for the mevo and what i'm gonna use it for and it's exactly that trevor it's gonna figure out you know that my 50 i have a 58 degree and a 60 but how far does that go how far does that carry every time and then you know from there what does a 75 percent swing look like or feel like what does a 25 percent you know feel like and then so you can dial it in from there so yeah, I, th- I think I'm right in line with you, man. All right, I'm right behind you. Thank yep. you. Yeah. Thank yep. you. For sure. Yeah. I think that's where you get, you get the 70-yard in shot down, or at least a little more down. I think I think you've got a shot at reaching 80 and consistently, or below 80. How was your focus through that round? Did you keep a good – you had to have kept a pretty good <laughs> solid focus. I did, yeah. You know, uh, coaching the wife up a little bit, you know, halfway through the first nine – she was yeah, she was enjoying herself. She had a few good shots, but just kind of managing her pace of play and all that. So I guess I wasn't really focused a whole lot in the first, and then I realized kind of where my score was going. And then when uh, she left off the back nine and I was played by myself, then I, I kind of realized, okay, these birdie putts, I, I can make these. And I, I dropped like three on the back, which was huge. So It's a lot of guys. I mean, I look at it to score 80, and I'm already thinking – 
okay, eight eight birdie. I mean, eight bogeys, and I need to squeeze a birdie in there to make up, right? Like I need to I need to come away seven over. So were you thinking that at all? Or were you just like, let's just play and let's just. Yeah, no, I think I texted you guys when I was kind of coming through the fairway of 16 and I knew my round was going low. And that's, you know, normally where I would blow up. I'd start thinking about, okay, I need three (laughs) strokes here to get under 79. And then I'd end up with two doubles, right? So that's actually where, and and the the 17, number 17 was a par three, about 150 yards all over water. And I was like, okay, here we go. This is where I'm blowing up. And I actually put it on the back of the green. So I, I was actually proud of myself there because normally I would blow up in that situation. And I, I think I came home with just a bogey on 18 and the other two were pars, 16 and 17 were pars. So, so was this an early morning round or an afternoon round? This was early morning. This was like, um, yeah, 8 to 12, 8 to noon. Slow round because it's a resort. I got behind some folks. Yeah. So. so I'm guessing there were, there was no cocktails on the front nine, um, but then on the on the back nine, you would have had a cocktail depending on how the front nine went. But it was going so well that you didn't take take part of that in that drink, and so that helped your focus a little bit. You know me too well, Brian. Um, yeah, but I did actually. I did is. actually have a beer on the back. I had a beer on the back. Okay, all right. Because I was on you. vacation. Good I mean, I can't. You, you know, yeah. I can't be on the course and not have a beer. So that maybe steady steadied my nerves a little bit. Whereas if I didn't have a beer, maybe I was gripping it too tight. You know, um, but yeah, no, I did a little bit. So <clears throat> the recipe is and and chip in, Brian. When you've played, well, first, Brian, is there anything else that you know from your game when you shot it? Anything else that I mean, that you had to add in or you think a little different for your style? I, I think that I was I was relaxed on the front nine. I think that's that's the biggest thing is, is I don't know. I think that the front nine for me set up that focus that we're talking about, right? So um, I wasn't necessarily paying attention to the score on the front nine. So I was swinging a little bit more free. I was, wasn't concerned about, you know, par versus bogey. I was just kind of playing golf and then um you start to get you pay attention to the scorecard a little bit <laughs> on the back that's when you start to get a little more tense and so i think managing those moments when you do get a little tense towards the end like trevor you said like if you were looking at the last two holes and you know you had to shoot par to par in to get under 80 or to get your best score of a 72 you're, then you'd blow up right like mm-hmm. i think it's managing that stress uh for me and not um you know, miss hitting it too too poorly, and and just knowing where your misses are, not trying to do anything too um, too much, right? Like, don't try to hit it too far. Don't try to um, get it too close to the hole. Just just try to you know stay calm and stay focused, and and um, and just and just keep doing what you're doing. It, it's kind of like uh, you know what Scott Stalling said: just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> you definitely get into that moment when you're getting close. Um, I think for me, when I when I when I broke eighty once, um, it was because, just like Trevor was saying, my short game was it was just on. It was like when I got into trouble, uh, maybe I didn't hit a green regulation, but I could hit a forty yard chip um, that allowed me to one putt and and save par. And so I think that focus is is big. Um, I think the putting is big uh, once you get to that that level, um, but. You know, it, it helps to stay, um, 
out from behind a tree off your tee, off the tee, it helps to stay in the fairway um, so that your second shot, you're not stressed, right? You're not trying to pitch out to the fairway or doing that kind of stuff. But I don't know if there's a key. Like, I think it just all has to kind of come together and you just have to be um, having everything go right. You know, like Trevor said, there's a little bit of luck involved. Yeah, I think, I think, I think if I had to give one bit of advice that I've learned a little bit over the years as my scores have come down a little bit in those times is just check your grip pressure. I mean, the back nine, we, we naturally, we just are trying a little more. We've been on the course for a little bit, a few holes. We're trying to get a little more comfortable. So maybe we're doing, trying to work the ball a little more. So we're gripping that club more. And that's where we have a higher degree of, of variation in our hits. So that's one of the things I try to focus on if I don't know if it helps everybody, but just to like check your grip pressure, just like the last thing you do before you swing at the ball, just kind of like feel your shoulders drop and your, your hands kind of relax a little bit. And that's going to be a more fluid swing. You know, that's that, if I think about a bad shot, like trying to get a certain score on the last three holes, I think about like, okay, I was trying way too hard, you know? So I don't know if that's yeah. easy to do or not, but that's one thing to maybe think about when you're in that scenario. Yeah, one of the pieces of advice I got from reading um, the book, uh, The Lost Art of Putting, um, was whenever you approach a putt, and I think this this works for every shot, once you approach a shot, step up to the ball, um, visualize the shot you're about to hit and say, um, can I successfully pull off this shot? Your brain's automatically going to say, yes, you can. Um, That's just the automatic response. So... Um, say that in your head and then, and then switch it to what do I need to do to hit that shot? And then you'll get that focus. I think I, it's just helped me on, on putting. Um, it's helped me on, on those short chips. Um, the ones where you really have to kind of focus a little bit. So I think that's a good mental, mental tip. I I learned that's helped me. I would use that. I, the only tip I was going to say was like Trevor's grip pressure. You made me think of there's a great, what, what I think of is that if you're thinking grip pressure, I mean, there's different ways to cut it up, but I was here and, and think about where it says, let your pressure be light enough where the club feels heavy. And then that's your proper pressure. If the club doesn't feel heavy in your hands, you know, um, you don't have that feel. And I know there's different ways of, of kind of, you know, really measuring that, but that's the pressure you want to feel. Like you've got that loose. And Trevor, you said that to me when we were playing and I couldn't tell if you were trying to mess with me or <laughs> if you were trying to help me because I can't remember if that was in the tournament or the solo round. I'm pretty sure it was when we were playing solo and you were saying lighten my grip pressure. I think I phrased it in a different way. Like what's the difference between pink and purple? <laughs> the, grip, yeah, grip strength. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, if we break down the recipe, there's some key things I throw in that you guys said. One is no blow up holes. Keep them down to bogeys, you know, and you could probably work in a double bogey in there if you're strategic. Um, you don't need to par every hole. Play the appropriate tees and zero in on that approach shot because less short chips are more two putt opportunities. And like Brian said, keep the focus, but don't overdo it. Don't live in that focus too much. What do you guys yeah. think? That's yeah. our secret recipe to break an 80 for these guys. Yeah. Well, last year, I've chronicled this last year with the trying to break 80. And I got into October and I don't think I did it. And I was getting nervous. So I was just going to go down a tee box every time I played, you know, until yeah. I until I hit it. But I honestly think, I mean, that's when you're frustrated with golf, just like play two tee boxes up. Just like go play, try to get your score lower, even if you're hitting it worse, 
you know, just to kind of give you that feel, give you that confidence a little bit, like, oh, my drive is only 40 yards from the hole, you know, like take that every once in a while. I think it gets you a lot further in golf rather than trying to move back and shoot a lower score. I think that's something we all do naturally, but every once in a while, it's nice to, to, to take that vacation, right? Go play the resort course. Yeah. And that's what we learned about teaching our kids, right? I don't know if it's called operation 36 or play 36, but yep. um, ultimately 36. it's, it's, um, 50 yards until you can, you know, um, until you hit par, right. And then you move back and then you hit par again and then you move back. So like, why aren't we doing that for ourselves? <laughs> why are we trying to play the tips every time play like the pros? Like, yeah, just, just move up to the tees where you're going to have a good time. You're going to score. Well, it's going to keep you coming back. Yeah, because it's Bryson hits it 420. Why can't we? Right? That's that's what we're thinking. <laughs> right. That's why and we're I back. Just, right, I watched Aaron Rodgers hit 438, so now I yeah, know so, I can do it. Yeah, so now you're moving <laughs> back, Jared. You're not moving right. up. <laughs> I just wish I had the same recipe for teaching a toddler to get over irrational fears. So you got you got that secret recipe. I'll take it. Uh, always dad problems, you know. Just throw them in the deep end. They're not going <laughs> to remember. Just, just throw them in the deep end and make them swim. You're good. Yeah, literally. <laughs> well, this week in golf, I'm actually taking my dad out on the course, and I'm going to video the round and make a video of this, and I'm going to do kind of what you said, Trevor. I'm going to leave my driver, no driver on this. I'm going to play a course I've never played. going to take not a single driver or three-wood, and I'm going to play for kind of our higher handicappers, and the challenge is to break 90. So really just break a 90 with the irons and the putter. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. So, so no, no driver, J- just irons, or you have a three wood. Just you irons. Your, your I'm going to leave the three wood back too. Wow. Go All right. There irons. you go. There you go. Right. So we're going to go just irons and I'm going to break 90 and it could be, it's going to make it like Trevor talked about. It'll make it all about course management. So I will turn that into uh what you, you would call it like a course vlog. We'll start some of that series. So I will show you how to break 90 with course management proper course management and just placing shots and playing irons. Okay. I like it. So if you guys yeah. want to take the challenge, yeah, bust out, leave your driver behind, play some irons. Okay. I think I'll take your challenge. I like it. I'll do it. I'll do it on my next round. No driver. Yeah. No driver. See how you do. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm there with you. I got a big round coming up this weekend. I got my member guest tournament buddy coming into town. So I will need the driver and every bit of it to go straight. So after that's over, then uh, I'll I'll take you up on that one. No driver challenge. Okay, we'll check back and see how you guys do. And I know it's summertime, and like me, we're doing daddy daycare, but uh, squeezing morning rounds and twilight rounds. We still love to hear from you listeners. Share this episode with a friend. Send us your questions. And remember to get your wife some flowers so you can get an extra round of golf this weekend. With that, I'll see you guys next week. See you, Brian and Trevor.